Netflix. Netflix series is what today's episode is going to be about here at the Isolation Station. Unfortunately, I don't have any friends joining me as special guests, but what I do have is a very comprehensive list. In fact, I've found this 5 in 5 the hardest one to make so far, just because of the quality there is to watch on Netflix. I'm going to run through my 5 in 5 and give my reasons why. I'm also going to give quite a few notable mentions, but the most important part of this episode will be you feeding back to me what I should be watching. Okay, because you'll probably hear my list and you'll think, oh, he really likes that. Or you'll think to yourself, how on earth has this man not watched that? Let me know by tweeting me at cmartin992. Alternatively, Chris Martin on radio on Facebook. I paused there because I was debating whether to say about the reviews. I will. Please review this show wherever you're listening. Let's get on with the show. In at number five on my Netflix countdown is The Good Place. For a first season, it is the best first season on Netflix. In fact, it is just so good, so gripping throughout. Series two is pretty good as well. The reason why it got onto my top five is because of just how good and how clever those first season and a half slash two seasons are. It then goes downhill massively, and that's why I actually found itself, by the end of season four, lucky to be still on my list. It was one of those shows that by the end, I was thinking to myself, my goodness, when will this end? I've invested so much time into it now, I better finish it. Um, But for those first two seasons, I highly recommend you go and watch them. Very gripping, very surreal. Number two isn't a Netflix original, but it is... No, number th- number four, but number two on my l- list. Oh, this is the exact reason I keep these unedited and live, or as live as can be. Number four on my list is Fresh Meat. Not a Netflix original, but it stars Jack Whitehall in one of his first acting gigs, as well as just being an absolutely brilliant piece of comedy. Unlike The Good Place, it keeps your attention for the full series. The episodes are very different. And another series similar to this is Josh. But Fresh Meat gets onto the list because I just thought it was a little bit better. It was a little bit more aimed at my demographic when I watched it. And now I'm that little bit older, I find it even funnier watching it on Netflix. Not that I can say the word fresh. Anyway. Number three on my list is One Day at a Time. Now, you wouldn't think I'd like this kind of comedy. I didn't think I would because it actually came up at, let's say, 65% on my you're going to like this. But I was in a mood one day that I thought, let's just try it. And it is one of the funniest things I've ever watched. The characters, the character relationships, the character progression from a script writing point of view is absolutely brilliant. It deals with topics in a black comedy kind of way. Very, very, very well. It's got a lot of jokes about Americans, Mexicans, Cubans and stuff, which, as a Scottish-Irish Englishman, I'm not supposed to really find that funny. But you just really do. You really build a rapport with the characters by the time you get to season two and season three. And I was actually really sad when it ended. Um, That's how good it is. That's why it's number three on my list. Number two on my list, as my favourite... Netflix series, I've still not finished this one, and it's Designated Survivor. Absolutely 
incredible. It has tailed off again recently in recent episodes. I think I'm on to about season four now. But for a f- f- every, every time it dips, there's an episode that I'm just like, I need to keep watching this. Absolutely unbelievable series. I've set my grandparents up on Netflix for this um, isolation at the moment. And for my grander, that's the first one I said for him to watch. I think he'll love it. So it's generationally good. It's very interesting. And the fact that now we are in an isolation where Dominic Raab is our designated survivor of sorts is quite interesting to watch. Hopefully, though, within our government, there's not as many twists and turns and as much backstabbing. But who knows? It might be more closer to life than we realise. Very, very gripping drama. No comedy at all in it. And I think that's why I like it. And my ultimate favourite, all-time favourite. Again, I've still not finished this one. I've just started season eight before pressing play on today's recording. It's Suits. Episode for episode, it's very, very good. Now, my girlfriend doesn't like it, and I can see why she doesn't like it. It's very much not aimed at her demographic, but it is aimed at mine. And it's one of those that it's clearly aimed at a certain demographic, but it works so, so well. And I absolutely love it. I absolutely love the twists and turns, the slight bits of comedy. And I think script-wise, it is written very, very well. Now, sillily... I, and I did this for Designated Survivor as well by accident, I clicked play trailer one day and it didn't play the tra- trailer of the first series. It played the trailer of the whole thing. So unfortunately with both Suits and Designated Survivor, I am there watching episode knowing what's coming and I'm not going to put that into this podcast. But please don't do that. That's my one word of advice on Netflix. Don't click play the trailer if you're in the middle of a series because it gives stuff away and I feel very silly for doing that. But now I'm on to season eight. I'm excited to see where it goes. I have heard that it's finished and it finishes at season nine. So I'll be interested to see how it finishes. And then they're coming out with a new series called Pearson about Jessica Pearson, who's one of the characters in the show. I'll be honest, I think she's my least favourite character at the moment and has been quite consistently for the whole series. So am I going to go and watch her spin off? I don't know, but I'll let you know at the end of season nine. So that's my top five Netflix series. Five, The Good Place. Four, Fresh Meat. Three, One Day at a Time. Two, Designated Survivor. And one, Suits. What are yours? Once again, contact me on cmartin992 on Twitter or chrismartin on radio on Facebook. Alternatively, just comment wherever you're listening to this. Give me a top five of what I should be watching. And you're probably sat there thinking, why on earth is that not mentioned? So I'm going to mention a few notable things. Because I had Netflix the first time in 2011 through to 2014 then I got rid of it and then I've got it again recently so across that time I've came across series such as Friends brilliant series always good to go and watch not in my top five Netflix because I very rarely watch it on Netflix if I'm honest but it's always good to have there Drive to Survive if you're into F1 it's the one to watch I'm a fair weather F1 fan and I think that's key when watching the Drive to Survive if you're not if you're fair weather or expert level you're going to enjoy it if you're not it's not really going to grab you uh love is a series it was before i decided to be a teacher that one came out um and actually the guy's job in it is to tutor children on film sets which i find quite interesting and perhaps one day i'll do that myself or tutor young players at football clubs that's my other aim talking of football clubs sunderland till i die 
I find it fascinating. There's a lot of them. In fact, another podcast goes on about um, these kind of films, about inside football clubs, the Liverpool one, the Graham Taylor one. But actually, I love the fact they've brought them back for season two now. I've not seen season two yet, but Sunderland Until I Die. Prison Break, brilliant. Not seen it on Netflix, but I've seen it's there, so I could go and watch that one again. Mr Bean, same. Josh, I've already mentioned. How I Met Your Mother, quite good. Uh, Friday Night Dinner, brilliant. Little Britain, and they're very funny, happy ones, I'd say, overall. And there's a very, very, very serious one called The Mind of Aaron Fernandez, which I think is a good series, and if I was to do a top ten, it would easily be six. But um, there we are. I'm going to mention two more, because the BBC did pretty much launch everything of theirs onto Netflix when it first came out in about 2011. And a series from the BBC back catalogue, which I'm so pleased they brought back, but then they've got rid of it off Netflix again, and it's not on the iPlayer. And it's a series that used to follow EastEnders on a Friday night. Can you remember what it's called? It had Ardler Handlen, easy for me to say, and its name was My Hero. Brilliant series, and I was very lucky that I got to watch them all again in about 2011. Um, but it's not there anymore, so that's deserved a special mention, because that's what really got me hooked on Netflix, being able to watch My Hero again. And along with Sundal Until I Die, the series I also want to watch, which is a Netflix original, is called The English Game. If you've watched it, let me know. If you've got another series that I should watch, let me know. If you've got your own top five um, Netflix series, let me know, and I might make an episode two full of your suggestions. Thank you very much for listening. That has been my Netflix podcast here at the Isolation Station. <laughs>